From the studios of Teeing It Up in a lovely airport hotel in the App- Appalachians, this is Teeing It Up presents the, Sunday, presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 7 of the 2022 NFL season. Hi, Luke. Good evening. Yes, so Saturday night we are recording this. Saturday, October 22nd. Um, and this is going to be a little disjointed and it may be a little fast or it may be a little slow. So we'll see. I'm that, that was a dramatic pause that you interrupted, but I'll forgive you. When you were a kid, Luke, how often did you want the ball when you played? Uh, any game. Any game. How often did you want it? Uh, fairly often, but I'll tell you, I was never one of a, 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 a tension grabber or ball hog. Or, you know, I don't need to be in the limelight. So a good amount, of course. You always want to be involved, but I didn't have to be the star in really anything I did. And then as you grow up, you realize that some days you're going to get 29 points, 31 points, you know, four hits. And some nights you might go, you know, 0 for 5, but the team wins. Right? Yeah, absolutely. What the fuck is Elijah Moore doing? And I curse because the Jets... Drafted him so highly. He has been so effective. He and Zach Wilson have great camaraderie. And then he boosts out a camp, or camp, the facility, makes a trade request after having a personal day because he's not happy with his usage and his targets. Well, that's going to happen. And it's going to happen on a, uh, after a game where, Luke, you can attest to this, having watched a thousand Packer games, they were liable on the run defense. And what did Brees Hall do? He ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. So Elijah, Garrett is in the same position you are, Wilson. Heck, Michael Carter finally probably feels a little, um, you know, not happy because he didn't get his number of carries. What are you thinking, Elijah Moore? What are you thinking? College game day had that great segment, and they still might. You got one job, and Elijah Moore's job is to be the best receiver he can be day in, day out. And some days the ball is just not going to find you. Last week was one of those games. And last week was the wake up to America that this Jets team, at least for now, is for real. Thoughts, sir? I agree with just about everything you said. You know, look, as you were uh, referencing in the beginning there, everybody wants uh, something different. And uh, some guys are just happy with team success. Other guys are more concerned about their own personal success, regardless of how the team's doing. You, you would love everybody to be a team player. Unfortunately, they're, 
they're not. I was a big Elijah Moore guy coming out of college into the draft, but you know he's been passed by right now. As you said, the game plan last week they didn't call uh, for his number, uh, and uh, that's that last week. Work hard, go out there, try to make plays this week or moving forward next week or you know your next opportunity, whatever it may be. But in regards to the Jets themselves, as you said, it's hard to at least right now. Um, uh, look past them for the time being, and now you get a Broncos team without Russell Wilson tomorrow. That is a, another winnable game for the Jets. You could be looking at a five and two start and hanging right there with the Bills in that division. And I don't know how many people uh, saw that coming uh, for New York to start the year, but but they've impressed me. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something, Luke. I'm gonna give you a hint. Yeah. If they win this game, okay, and then they build, and then they win the Patriots game. I think mm-hmm. that Bills game gets flexed. Ooh. It would make sense. Maybe time slot flexed, not prime flexed. Right. That would be a big game already for as big of a game can be in week nine. And what's interesting about this game, the Jets aren't perfect. They still commit too many penalties at times. But that's just my little diatribe about Elijah Moore and not being a team player. And now Denzel Mims gets to be active, apparently. And oh, the trade deadline nears. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I get the frustration. Stephon Diggs was on a team that went to an NFC championship. He got his contract, and he still wasn't happy with his usage, even after putting up big numbers and, and wanted out. Uh, some guys uh, just want uh, certain things for themselves. We'll see how the Jets do, even without Elijah Moore tomorrow on the road. Yeah. Um, your Vikings are on a bye. Everybody behaving? <laughs> I hope so. It's a new regime, so, you know, hopefully this... Uh, uh, gives us at least one year off with no ridiculous storylines uh, with some, some downtime for the Vikings because they've been known to get into trouble. Are you pleased where you are at the break? Yeah, how could you not be? Uh, second best record in the NFC at 5-1 and one, and coming out of the bye now with two winnable games uh, these next two weeks uh, with the Cardinals despite what they did Thursday and then the Commanders who are a bit of a disaster right now and you know, knock on wood, don't want to get ahead of yourself, but you could be looking at a 7-1 team uh, heading to the midway point. So, absolutely, you, you got to be pleased. They were losing a lot of close games last year, this year. Maybe it's just simply the luck turning, but they're finding way to, uh, ways to win a lot of those close games, and, and that's been good to see. I ask that because sometimes you face bad opponents and you've been known to lose those games. Yeah, that was the problem the last couple of years uh, under Mike Zimmer. And I liked Mike Zimmer, but as the tenure went on, you know, they were they were not finding ways to win games. They were finding ways to lose games the last couple of years. It's the first year of Kevin O'Connell. It's a small sample size. We're only through six games. But right now, this team's finding ways to win. Um, it, they're similar to the Giants. You look at that team and you wonder, you know, how are they 5-1? and one? And they just find ways to get it done. It may not always be pretty. It may not be perfect. But uh, they're the ones executing more so in the fourth quarter than the teams they've played. And, and both of those teams that I mentioned, the Giants and the Vikings, are surprisingly 5-1 and one here on new coaches to start the year. Jeez, I thought we were going to be sprinting like a 20-yard sprint. We're already eight minutes in. Who knows? It's us. It, it can happen. Um, all right. We're going to talk other things in a moment. What I want to focus on uh, right now 
least on, on my end, is Bucks Panthers. You have a Panther team that loses Christian McCaffrey. You have a Bucks team that I don't quite know what to make of Tom Brady. I don't quite know what to make of some of these quotes from Tom Brady. I don't know what to make of page six. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think from a football perspective, look, you know, in his personal life, whatever's going on, it's obviously it's a tough situation. It'd be a tough situation for anybody, let alone... Right, no, 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 not, not that, and and we talked about that, but, but just the fact that that something different seems to... Is it me or is something different happening in Tampa this year versus the last two? Well, yeah, it just hasn't been... Uh, it hasn't been, I don't know, crisp... Um, it hasn't been great. It hasn't been a well-oiled machine. I've dealt with some injuries this year. Obviously, you had the coaching change with Bruce Arians leaving. I didn't think it had that big of an impact. I don't know if it has had that big of an impact. Now you have a quarterback who is 45. He missed some pieces on the offensive line. So, you know, they've gone through some changes and turmoil, and we're not used to seeing Tom Brady struggle or, like, the pieces around him not being able to, to play at his level. But that's just kind of the – on paper, this still seems like a good team, but you watch him. It's just been such a mess, especially offensively for Tampa Bay last week uh, – most, most definitely against the Steelers, and it's odd to see Brady in that position, even if he's 45, but that's why I think this game, I mean, the Panthers are a solid defensive team, but they're 1-5, they just trade McCaffrey, maybe that locker room just quit this week with that news, you have the interim coach, P.J. Walker's the quarterback, I mean, if there's ever a time for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to get right and take out some frustration, it's got to be tomorrow. He's uh, 4-0 against the Panthers since coming to Tampa, and all four wins, I believe, have been by double digits. I would think we get another one tomorrow, and the Bucks, at least for one day, start to you know feel better about themselves and right this ship a little bit. That's what I would think, too. Um, I want to touch on the Giants for a second. They have a very easy schedule upcoming. Um, for those who have not looked at the 5-1 the Giants and haven't really thought about them and, and haven't really looked into, you know, kind of what they've been able to do, right? So they win. Um, they beat the Titans, beat the Panthers, okay, middle of the road. They beat the Giants, they beat the Bears, they beat the Packers, they beat the Ravens coming back from London. Jags, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, Cowboys again. November 24th, Commanders, who they faced twice before the end of the year, you guys, and Philly. Interesting team if they can keep their act together. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you ran through the schedule there. They, they, you, they could, maybe even should, be 9-1. and one. I do like the Jaguars tomorrow, so uh, I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth, but the Giants very easily could be 9-1 and one heading into Thanksgiving. And you ran off that schedule. I think there's only about... You know, you count up the losable games. I mean, maybe uh, four or five more. You could be looking at a 12-win team this year for the Giants if they keep this up. I compared them earlier to the Vikings. Have they always, you know, looked great this year, played their best? No, absolutely not, especially in first halves. Uh, but they find ways to win, and that's the difference. A lot of teams find ways to lose, like this Jaguars team. They've coughed away a couple of games, such as last week. The Giants haven't. The Giants have been really good in the second half. We saw that in London against uh, the Packers. We saw that against the Ravens. That's just what they do. Uh, they're executing well right now. Um, defense is playing solid. You know, Saquon Barkley's been really good. And uh, give them credit for being 5-1. Now, with that said, 
Their point differential is only plus 14. Their expected win-loss record is actually 3-3. Three and three. Some would tell you they're overachieving. They probably are. But it's hard to win in the NFL, and you got to tip your cap to this team for being 5-1. and one. And as you already ran through, a lot of winnable games on this schedule that when you start 5-1, and one, you know, you play 500 football the rest of the way, you're winning double-digit games. So you know, the Giants are already in the capper seat here in the NFC to try to get them back to the playoffs for the first time in a few years. For me, the thing about Christian McCaffrey in San Francisco is going to be how competitive is San Francisco against the Rams. Am I missing something here? No, you know, I, uh, that division's wide open, though, and the NFC's wide open. I mean, the whole league's wide I, open. I right? know, and you make that blockbuster trade, and you give up that much for a playmaker, and, and, and I get it. You're trying to put him alongside Debo Samuel with Jimmy G, and you're trying to make this all work, and... and you think you have a defense that can rise up at times and make stops. But doesn't this still run through SoFi? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the Rams haven't overly impressed me yet this year. I mean, they have no one in that division. Even the Niners haven't been all that impressive to me. So, you know, it's there for, for the taking. Um, any of those teams. I mean, since the Rams won the NFC last year, I guess I would say yes, right? And you, you got to beat the man to be the man, so you still got to get through them. Um, and they, the Rams beat the Niners in the playoffs last year, but man, you have McCaffrey on paper. It's a really good-looking team, assuming he stays healthy. And he seems like a perfect fit for Shanahan's offense. My whole thing this week when that trade went down was uh, the Shanahan's are, that's, that's their whole shtick, is that they can plug in any running back and have success. I don't know if it was necessary to give up that draft capital and pay as much as they're going to for Christian McCaffrey when, whether it's Jeff Wilson, Eli uh, Mitchell, you know, Raheem Mostert before that, whoever, these no-name guys have success with the Niners. I don't know if they need to break the bank for an off-injured uh, running back when, when Shanahan's always been able to scheme up running backs. But, man, you add McCaffrey to that, that roster of guys on offense, a pretty talented team right now, assuming you know Garoppolo can make the plays. But that family, you know, they've known each other. Kyle used to be, what, Christian's babysitter when the McCaffreys would go out? Or, or I have something wrong in the, in, in, in the McCaffrey family lineage there. But I think that, that's what I read. I don't know. The NFL is confusing to me. Anything, any, any other game you want to touch on before we wrap up the sprint, Luke? Uh, I think we hit all the, the notable storylines of the week. Game. So that brings us to the end of our radio program. Oh. I know. Game of the week. I do think it's Chiefs 49ers rematch of that Super Bowl from a few years ago and, and two of the expected better teams in the league. And one, and one of the great mac and cheeses I've ever had. Ooh. Shout out Harrison House, although... Sorry, Shout out to the Harrison household, although I'm not sure who made the mac and cheese, so it may not be a shout out to that household in particular, but there was a damn good party. Um, I, uh, I'm going to say Jets Broncos. Oh, oh yeah. I know, and, and it conflicts with some very good golf for the first 90 minutes. Oh baby, this the, these these devices will be charged. Your sleeper game. Uh, I 
mean, really, I think we touched on the. It's an interesting week. I'll say Colts Titans just because um, I'm not impressed with either team, but it is a battle for first. It's a big game for the AFC South, so I'll, I'll go Colts Titans. Lions, Cowboys, Cowboys just trying to stay afloat, hoping that the Eagles recede. Yeah. Dak Prescott uh, probably returning. Yeah. Game to watch the CJ Cup and Rory and Rom and just the, the, the greats of the game playing the way that we love them playing uh, over on Golf Channel. Your game to watch that during. Uh, probably Texans Raiders, but I'll also say, uh, just to get a point across, I mean, the primetime games this week I don't think are great. Those, those are both probably uh, pretty boring. Giants Jaguars. Sorry. Giants should win that game by, you would know this. What's, what's, what's the line on that game currently? Jaguars are favored by three. Three? Yeah. The Jaguars are favored by three. That's right. Uh, that's 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 the home advantage, which means this is even on paper, at a neutral that's, site. That's what they have it as, yeah. So, so this in the Giants. So this game is even if it was played at SoFi Stadium with the roof yep. mostly closed. With the thinking that the Jags are an upstart and this is a letdown game for the Giants. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I do like it. There is a uh, luck ranking. The Giants are ranked right now as the luckiest team in the league. They go down to Florida to take on the Jags. I like the Jaguars in this spot. I don't know if there is a big difference between these two teams hmm. on paper right now. What is the uh, Jets ranking, if, if, if you happen to know it? What, what, what ranking? For luckiest team. The Giants are number one. No, 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 no. The uh, Jets... Number on oh, the Jets? I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. I'll get back to you off there. Okay. Uh, person or player you're most interested in? There's plenty to choose from this week. You got quarterbacks going back to it. Dak, um, Bailey Zappi trying to keep Mac Jones from coming back. Uh, so I'll cop out and say all those guys uh, playing uh, big games this weekend and, and potential returns. Denzel Mims. He's the Jets receiver replacing Elijah Moore. He has also been asked, asking for a trade. He's also been on the bench because of that. Guess what? To showcase, trade deadline is November 1st. Yeah. Showcase. Luke, thanks for doing this. Hey, my pleasure as always. Enjoy your football weekend, everybody.